All right, what do we got going on here? Um, I'm gonna find 505 First Avenue. Got the uh, air conditioning going way, way too high in the car, um, but uh, we have to because it's about a thousand degrees here. Perfect day for a um, picnic. And we're looking for the bearded clam. Oh, there he is. He looks, he looks stressed out. What else is new? Hey, dude. Are you here for Andrew? Oh uh, yeah, this is an Uber pickup for uh, Andrew Hollywood Walsh. Fantastic! This is the best Uber vehicle I've ever been in. <laughs> this would not pass any <laughs> of the uh, various uh, you know tests they have, I guess, uh, including I think having two hundred and sixteen thousand miles is usually a disqualifier right out of the gate. Well, where is Uber as far as training their uh, drivers to drive with a microphone in their hand? And should we have a conversation about whether or not you want me to hold the mic or not? Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your podcast about a podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm, and this is my phlegm. Every Monday, we bring you a recap that dissects all the YMCA basketball strategy and poor food decisions that took place during the previous week of TBTL. But this episode is a Friday clip show where we pick a theme, we listen to some clips, and we break them down. And joining me for this afternoon recording from Linwood, Washington, someone who's getting ready to hit the road in the near future, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. How are you doing, Anne, in the polar vortex? Well, the polar vortex has passed. Thank oh. God. Yeah, but what what's the temperature now? Um, it is seven degrees. <laughs> so warm. What are you gonna do? Go out in your shorts? <laughs> You're laughing, but that's how we all feel. <laughs> right. I know. This is normal winter temperatures for you now. Yep. I'm really very happy that we don't have to see any more news segments where they uh. Uh, pound a nail with a frozen banana or throw boiling water into the air to watch it freeze instantly or any of that stuff because that is not very creative guys let's come up with some better demonstrations next time it's old hat (laughs) and I have stopped worrying that my furnace is going to die as I was kicking myself for not tuning it up this fall it would kick on and then it would kick off and it would kick on it would kick off and every time it kicked off I was like oh did it do that on purpose or did it just break <laughs> oh no and then I would wait and wait and wait and wait for it to come back on and be like oh thank god <laughs> oh my gosh I can't even imagine no it's chilly but we're all good now yes no more no more vortex nope and I think um coincidentally I just happened to get a massive dose of the winter crud I was I mean, I was basically spamming the chat last night with delirious <laughs> <laughs> requests for soup and french fries. <laughs> I wish I could have brought it to you. I know. I should have mm-hmm. called my mommy. She would come over. Well, But it's okay. All right. So let's talk about this show. Okay. 
And we'll start with some general discussion on the topic, as we always do. We will play and discuss those TBTL clips. We'll clean some house and we'll tell everybody how they can get involved with the show. But we have to start with a little LRB business, which we don't usually do in the clip shows. But Christy, you had a couple of items that you wanted to bring up. Yes, I... um. Right now, Ellie is selling Girl Scout cookies. It's our first time as a brand new troop, so we have no idea what we're doing. Um, so it's been interesting. Um, and so right now we just have a digital page and going around and asking people if they want to buy some. And I just wanted to thank a listener, Hannah Clayton and Lynn the Fanimal for buying <laughs> cookies from Elliot. The shipping costs are crazy. They're out of control. And so it's very nice that you did that. Um, is this one of those things where you have to buy the cookies and stockpile them? Or is it more of like a direct order? Like we do our merchandise. It So the people who buy online, that comes directly from... If they're shipped, they we don't ever touch it. They just okay. say, okay, that counts. If they order them online and they're delivered um where she has to deliver them in person which is just a, a workaround to be able to use a credit card to pay because mm -hmm. otherwise they only take um cash or checks um so that means it goes into an order system and we get the boxes but those are already paid for okay the ones that are a little bit dodgy are the people that promise to buy some <laughs> because if they said oh i want 10 boxes of thin mints we're on the hook for those if they're like oh i I kind of only want one now. So right. then we have to get rid of nine. You can't jerk around a Girl Scout. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's wrong. I know. That's why we didn't really go go um, crazy this year. Like, we didn't go door to door. I didn't announce it to my whole office, just my little coworkers. Because I don't know anyone else. I don't want to be stuck, and I don't know how it actually works. So mm -hmm. we'll see. That's smart. Start small. Yeah. And then next month you can, or next year you can expand. Yeah. Her, the letter that she wrote to people is the most adorable thing. Um, and she learned that these cookies, the Savannah Smiles, are going to be discontinued next year. And that's because they're disgusting. But <laughs> so she's telling everyone, get those Savannah Smiles while you can, because they're going to be ultra rare next year. Perfect. <laughs> So maybe we have a little marketer in our house. I don't know. <laughs> Very nice. Is she? Does she like those kinds of challenges? Is she up for it? Or is she just like, I don't know about this? I didn't think she would, but oh my gosh. I got her a little shirt that says, um, it's Girl Scout cookie time. And she walked around with it and she made two sales. Wow. Just And she was telling the people, okay, well, I'll have those boxes. And I mean, she was, she was into it. Nice. I'm not. She must have got the Jeremy Jean. <laughs> Ah, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for her. Yeah. And good for Hannah and for Lynn for supporting that. Yeah. So next time you come to visit, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of Thin Mints in our <laughs> freezer for you to have. <laughs> mm, I might be willing to take those off your hands. <laughs> are those your favorite? What are your favorites? Um, what do we call them? Caramel Delights now? They were always Samoas out They're here. Samoas here. Yeah. Okay. I like those. And I like, is it? The ice cream brand here is, is Edie's, but you might have Dryers or Briars, mm. whatever yeah. all the different um, geographical names are. But they did two different flavors of Girl Scout ice cream. They did a Thin Mint ice cream and a Samoa ice cream. Oh and that Samoa's gosh. ice cream was so fucking good, Christy. 
Now I have to find that. That sounds amazing. Oh my God. I just, it was not good to have it in my house. (laughs) It was a Pandora's box that did not need to be opened. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That sounds so good though. Well, let's get into the meat of this clip show. Okay. The theme is road trips. And I don't really know why I picked it. Some of the clips, like they don't have as much meat on them as our normal clips, like stuff I'm like, we have to discuss this. And some of it is more just sort of about the experience of Luke doing the show from the road, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that happens a lot on TBTL. I mean, before they hooked on with APM, Luke seemed to do a ton of shows, like driving back and forth from Portland. Mm-hmm. We have a clip of one of those. And he travels so much that there's a lot of shows from different cities. And so I thought it would be worthwhile to talk about some road trips. Of course, Jen did a big one mm-hmm. that old time listeners will know where she and Jason traveled around basically the whole country in a trailer for months and months. And so that was a pretty extensive road trip. And then I also, I think the biggest road trip Luke has taken on the sh- show is the time when he lost his passport and he had to drive from New York to Seattle. So I wanted to make sure we got that clip in as well. Yep. Um, but I want to start by talking, of course, about our own feelings about road trips. But Christy, I alluded to the fact that you're going to be doing some traveling and it's not exactly yes. a road trip, but it's Luckily, sort of, if you say like a sea road, <laughs> yeah, I just, it's so amazing. I want you to tell everybody about it. You kind of talked about it, I mean, very briefly on the last Final Friday show, but you haven't told everybody what exactly you're doing and where you're going. Okay, so I am flying. I'm taking the red eye on Saturday night um, and landing in Fort Lauderdale at 6 a.m. and then boarding a cruise ship. A Holland America cruise ship that I just found out the godmother of the cruise ship didn't know that was a thing is Oprah Winfrey and she what? will be getting off the boat after she christens it as we are getting on. Also, it's a new boat? <laughs> Brand new boat. Also, less norovirus. That's what I said. I'm like, the nasty people haven't <laughs> put their fecal matter everywhere yet. <laughs> the other thing that fascinates me is that this is a theme cruise. So tell us what the theme is, if you would. The theme is Legendary Rhythm and Blues Cruise, number 32. So there's been 31 other ones of this. Mm, You just, you're such a big fan of rhythm and blues that you wanted to go on a cruise? Yeah, well, (laughs) um, really what it is, is that my dad's friend is a huge fan of one of the bands that are going. She actually, when she retired, she toured with them, like was on their bus, sold their merchandise, is very good friends with them. So because of that, every other year, she buys all of her friends a crew, like the room on the cruise, and we all go out. I've never done it. Um, My dad's husband decided that he either hates going or he couldn't go the, it was just he's not going so he went last time so I don't know what he knows that I don't know yet um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am going in his place mm. and they all work for the airlines so they are flying standby and half of the people didn't make it yesterday and the other half are on a plane right now 
but they have to drive four hours because the only flight that they could get to Florida is Orlando. Hmm. So this is why I, I pay for my tickets now. <laughs> do you right. not want to play this? Right. And I was like, I do not want to fly to Florida and back in a middle seat. I just don't. No, probably not. <laughs> so I used miles and and got an actual ticket. Well, so are you looking forward to it? I decided that I'm going to be positive about it. Um, because I realized that I haven't taken a vacation in 12 years where I didn't work the entire time. Ugh. Or at least answering emails or being available. So I won't be able to do that because internet on the cruise is both shady and also very expensive. Uh, so I won't have anything. I won't be able to download podcasts. I'm going to be, I'm going to have to like declare bankruptcy on TBTL. I think Uh-oh. when I get back. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's a lot. So I've been saving. I haven't been listening to podcasts at all for the last two weeks to save up. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but what do you do with your time? I know <laughs> it's been very lonely. <laughs> um, my head, uh, so yeah, I, no no Netflix. This will be what it's like if we lived on the moon, I think. Mm. But basically in the water. Lived on the moon? Is that a possibility? Has Jeremy got a plan we don't know about? Um, He talks about it all the time, like going to Mars or living on the moon, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's in his dream, like 10-year sure. plan at least. 10-year, wow. And he always says, are you going to come with me? And I said, well, do they have Netflix? And if he says no, I say, well... I guess not. (laughs) It's been fun. (laughs) Well, let's get more into the the actual topic topic of this show then and talk about road trips. Now, I know that Jeremy is a road trip lover, but what about you? Do you enjoy going with him and doing that sort of stuff? Have you done any big road trips? Yes. I know you have. Yeah. This actually, today, I... We just got a Facebook memory that on this day, um, I think six years ago, we drove to San Francisco. So that was our first, I don't even think we were like officially dating at the time. We um, helped our friend move um, from Seattle back to San Francisco. Um, So that was our first one. He loves road trips, so he's always into it. Our biggest one so far has been we drove from Seattle all the way to San Diego and then back up and took different roads. Like mm. we took Highway 101. That's really pretty, but also terrifying because it's you on this cliff and then the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a little disconcerting. Yeah. And most of the time I had to just close my eyes. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's probably pretty out there, but I'm scared we're going to die. So as long as Jeremy's driving, I'm fine because I hate driving. Um I also don't want to camp. I don't want to stay in the car. Uh, I like to have a hotel situation or staying at someone's house. But other than that, I'm okay with road trips. How about you? Um, I agree with all of your rules (laughs) for not staying in the car and so forth. Um, I like road trips pretty well. Uh, I tend to be such like a goal oriented person that I'm always like, we got to get from A to B. No time to slow down and look around. Let's just go, 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 go. So that kind of takes some of the fun out of the road trip when I'm just so focused on getting to the end of it. But I try. Um, I do like road candy. 
I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. I'm sure nobody's surprised by that. Um, what I mean by road candy is you go to the grocery store and you go to like the pick and mix bins and you get the super old fashioned kinds of candy, like the butterscotch discs and the starlight mints and the root beer barrels and all of that stuff. It has to, it has to be old school, old man candy for the road that oh, takes me a while to eat. I can't get like a pound of Skittles because I'll have that pound eaten by the time right, I'm out of town. Before you get on the fruit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> same that's a good tip like hard sucking candy and they say that peppermint is supposed to help you stay awake i don't know the truth of that but i like peppermint Mm. so i can use that as an excuse i haven't done too many really good road trips i mean i drove back and forth from minneapolis to cleveland for four years and that's 12 (laughs) hours i will say i don't recommend driving across indiana with my dad because (laughs) you're always driving across Indiana and Ohio in the afternoon and the sun is coming in from the south. So as the person in the passenger seat, you're full in sun. And my dad always refused to have the air conditioner on because he's a jackass. And he was in the shade and he was fine. And I'd be like broiling away in the passenger seat. It was so unpleasant. Dads. (laughs) And so (laughs) many miles of the Indiana turnpike where it's just like I don't know rest stop bridges once every 30 miles or something where you can get off and go to the McDonald's or the Dairy Queen or whatever you're not exactly going to run into any local sites as we'll talk about in one of the clips but it's okay I did when I was a senior in college we had a week between the end of finals and graduation which I didn't want to do graduation but my parents said you are walking across that stage (laughs) in that cap and gown and we're going to be there to see it and you're going to be grateful to us for coming and I was like okay so we had a whole week to hang around and we decided to go see this band at the tulip festival in Pella Iowa and we've heard of Pella because uh, Luke's ex-wife his first wife was from Pella So whenever on the rare occasion that he's referenced this, I always think of of this time um, because it's a pretty small town and it's a pretty small festival and they were pretty cheap tickets. They were like five bucks, but we drove and it was probably eight to 10 hours. And by the time we got there, it was just pouring rain out and there was no rain site for the concert. So they just canceled it. Oh, no. I know there there we were sitting in a parking lot in my roommate's Dodge Caravan, which unlike Andrew Walsh, we did not use the seats as our furniture in our apartment. (laughs) And we're like, whoa, what do we do now? (laughs) Right. We hadn't thought about, you know, where we were going to stay that night. I think our plan was to just like drive back. I don't know. And I said, well, we're by Highway 35, Interstate 35. If we just went north for five hours, we'd get to Minneapolis. And they said, well, what's in Minneapolis? And I said, I don't know, the Mall of America? And they said, yes, <laughs> we're going. <laughs> so I called my mom from a Walmart a payphone, like outside of Walmart in Iowa. And I was like, um, if my friends and I show up tonight, can you put us up for the night and she did and so then we went to the mall of america the next day and we drove back to cleveland that night oh my gosh so i guess my power out from that is that i went road tripping to my home (laughs) i love it but it was pretty fun it's a good way to to drive that uh do that trip 
because it took 12 hours flat and it took at least 14 when you did it during the day because we could just go straight down through the middle of downtown Chicago at 2 a.m. and there was like nobody there and it was so great. So would recommend, although Gary, Indiana is really spooky at four in the morning. (laughs) Or all the time. Well, yeah, all the time, but (laughs) 2 a.m. especially. (laughs) It felt like there were things going on there that I didn't want to know about, but. Yeah, (laughs) sure. I'm always happy to do a road trip in theory, but it seems like as I've gotten older, it's like I don't need to go anywhere. (laughs) And I always have old cars, too. And I'm like, do I really want to? Right. Drive Put that the far. Stress on it. I don't know. Maybe. But it is kind of fun to get out from your routine. Yeah. I do have rules, though. I don't like to stop. Um, and if I do stop, then it needs to be for gas, bathroom, and food all at once. Oh, it has right. To be a multi purpose. Of course. That's just so inefficient if you it don't is. do them all together. Mm-hmm. My dad's a stop at every rest stop. Oh. And it drives me insane because we drive uh, over to Spokane quite a bit, Mm -hmm. which is about five hours away, but it takes six (laughs) if you're (laughs) driving with my dad. (laughs) Well, as long as you're not in a hurry. Yeah. So let's get into these clips. Okay. As always, I would like to thank the archivists. Um, the people who contributed their work to this episode include Sarah Settlemeyer, Colleen Rosillis, Mark Hutchison, and Megan Keene. All people who I love. Yes. Doing the work. Um, let's see. What do we need to say about these beforehand? I don't think anything. Let's just dive right into them. This first clip is really I included because it's representative of those times, all those times when Luke recorded the show in really a semi-dangerous fashion, driving between (laughs) Seattle and Portland and trying to kill two birds with one scone. Wait, that's not. Feed two birds with one scone. That's what we're supposed to. (laughs) And um, record an episode of tbtl while he did it so this is him and andrew just having a chat about him being on the road i have now executed um a what feels like a 460 degree turn in the car in this on-ramp trying to get onto northbound i-5 it is the like you know what a cloverleaf is right um no i guess not well like oh yeah is it is that what you call the 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 interchange on a highway where two highways connect and there's all the on-ramps and off-ramps and it looks like a four-leaf clover? Yes, that's a typically called a clover leaf. And this is uh, this is this is like a clover leaf gone gone horribly awry to the point where it's more like a gravitron. I have gone around in and I'm I'm on the road. It's not like I'm lost. The on-ramp from whatever I was on uh, to northbound I-5 here is just so circular and circuitous it's it's unbelievable and again doing all the steering with my upper thigh how would you feel andrew if um if i died while we were recording the show would you come up to portland or whatever part of lower washington state i'm in and retrieve this uh, digital recorder from the wreckage and uh and and piece the show together would you do me that kindness absolutely i mean after all it would be the final episode of TBTL with you as host. 
That's right. Not the final episode. No, no, but just no, no. The, I have uh, plans. I have big plans. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I, I if I've if I've got to go, I'm just I'm happy to leave a beautiful corpse, which I will, having not eaten a carb in the last month and a half. So this is how I want to be remembered. Oh, good. Are your clothes yeah. getting loose? They are. I'm wearing this shirt right now from J. Crew. You know how I said I have a complicated relationship with shirts that are one size too small for me? Yes. Well, I've rectified the situation by just losing 15 pounds, and now all those shirts that were too small are just kind of normal shirts. Good. You lost 15 pounds? That's a lot of pounds. Yeah, well, I had a lot of pounds to lose uh, in my world. So, uh, so yeah, this is, again, if I have to go, this is the time to do it because it's probably... It's not going to get better from here in terms of my uh, height, weight, proportionality. So I am now on Interstate 5. I am now heading north. I am now steering very effectively with my upper leg. And I'm asking you, Andrew Walsh, do you have any keys to the show on this Tuesday? Yes. As a matter of fact, I do. I think that it would be a successful show if you didn't die on the highway. (laughs) Um, I can't promise that. Um... What people know about TBTL, if they know one thing, is that we're both too fast and too furious. (laughs) And also, as an aside, I am currently Tokyo drifting. (laughs) I don't want to know what you and your Molly tend to do um, when when you're on your own time. Um, Christy, do you happen to know this cloverleaf interchange that he's talking about? I don't know which one it is, but I had the weirdest experience today. While I was listening to this clip, I was on a cloverleaf entrance onto I-5 that almost went in a complete circle. And I was just thinking, what if we were on the same one? (laughs) Have you ever had this happen? I'm sure that other people have had it happen. There probably is some kind of name for it. When you're doing exactly what they are talking about. I don't know. It's more like I'll be listening to something and reading something at the same time. Why? Mm. I don't know. (laughs) And then I will read a word just as they say the same word. And I'm like, whoa. I know people have reported that they've been on a treadmill when um, Luke talks about being in a hotel on a treadmill. Sure, sure. That makes sense. We need to make up a TBTLism about that. So I had that happen today. But yes, they are a pain. There probably is a reason for them, city planners, I don't really <laughs> care, but, um, and during traffic time, you will sit there a very, very long time, hmm. and it feels like you're on a road to nowhere, because you can't see. Um, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were conceived to help make the traffic flow faster so that people wouldn't have to stop at intersections, but if the traffic in Seattle is that bad where mm-hmm. the cloverleaf actually comes to a halt, that's not very helpful. No. Well, so um, am I the only one who gets very, very nervous when listening to Luke do these things, i.e. navigating a cloverleaf interchange while driving with his thighs and talking into a recorder? No. I, it's stupid, I isn't it? I got anxiety. Yeah, it's really dumb. Do you remember the time when he was doing it while driving to Canada, but he also didn't have a passport? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I I can't. I, I don't like, Jeremy does the drive with his knee thing, too. I don't have that skill. Also, my legs are too short, so I don't well. think it would actually work. <laughs> But I just can't. Oh, my gosh. No. 
I wonder how many crashes there are because men say, I can drive mm-hmm. with my knees, no problem. Right. I just, I don't know very many women that are dumb enough to do that. Sorry, men. <laughs> you just have a blind spot <laughs> right. about your powers of steering with your legs. Yeah, they think they're invincible. Yeah, I don't like it. Do you think Andrew would continue on TBTL without Luke? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't he know. said he has ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, he does have a full-time salary from right. APM. Yeah, I, I would vote for it. I don't know if he would. I think, yeah, it, the salary thing is the biggest thing, but unless they mm-hmm. make him like a producer or something on different shows, but maybe bring on Hannah. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not wishing for Luke to get into a car accident. No, no, no. (laughs) But But I like it when Andrew hosts. I think he he's like super well, he's more focused than he normally is on TBTL. And he has way more of a plan than Luke ever does. Right. I really enjoy those episodes Mm -hmm. where where he's in the big boy chair, as Mike says. Yeah, I love it. More Andrew. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I would necessarily stop listening to TBTL if Luke wasn't on it. Not that that's something that I'm angling for, but I just think, you know, <laughs> if he died and was a beautiful corpse because right. he lost 15 pounds, oh my gosh. I feel like I'd be willing to, you know, give the new order a chance. Yeah. Beautiful corpse. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember when he used to say that he, when he died, he wanted uh, his loved ones to throw their body into the grave with him? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if he had been one of the ancient pharaohs, he definitely would have Addie and Carrie like locked in the pyramid with him to die. Yep. (laughs) Well, at least he admits it. (laughs) Yeah. I thought they were pretty funny on this when Luke says that they are both too fast and too furious. Yeah. And Andrew says that he is currently Tokyo drifting. Oh They're very silly. Very funny. And then, of course, Andrew makes the key to the show that Luke doesn't die during this recording. I was sad we didn't get the music. The keys to yeah, the show music. Yeah, that's true. It but... was a very, it was an informal keys to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I think Luke is the one that fires the things, and I don't want him trying to also do that while driving. That's true. If I was Andrew, I don't think I could have concentrated on doing no. the show because I would have been too worried about him. Yes, I would have said, okay, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> yep. Uh, Six-minute show today. Good job, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Call me from the parking lot of a Burger King yes. in 20 minutes, and we'll do an actual show where I'm not on the verge of having a heart attack all the time. All right, should we move on to the next one? Yes, I love all Jen clips. Me too. All right, here's one from 2009 when Jen and Jason are on the road. How are you holding up? Like, are, are, do days just stretch into other days? Like, like I have a, I want to ask you about this on like a couple different levels. One is, um, we all think that it'd be fun to not have to report to a day job and everything, but that's really your life right now and has... Has that lack of structure and lack of having to be anywhere gotten old for you? And then also, like, are you just getting kind of bored? 
Um, I'm not bored because it's, there's, you know, like get, getting, getting the laundry done is, is a long struggle. <laughs> um, cleaning the dishes, everything takes a really long time and is really slow going. Figuring out what kind of meal to make because I have such a limited cooking surface, I, you know, I just have a burner. Like figuring out meals, figuring out where to get healthy food, which is also really, really difficult in the South. Um, it's just, they just cook a hundred percent different than anything I've ever seen. And I don't really know what to do. So that all takes a lot of time. You know what, um, you know what Paula Dean would say, you need a grandmama. <laughs> I don't even know what that I, means. It just means put more lard in it. <laughs> I was in the grocery store last night here in Mississippi and I was searching for a bottle of wine and I searched and searched and I finally asked to talk to a manager. So the manager came out and I said, I'm really sorry, but I can't find the wine. And he said, oh, we're not allowed to sell that kind of thing. And I said, that kind of thing? <laughs> what do you mean? You can't sell wine? And he said, no, you have to go to a liquor store. And I said, to have a glass of wine with dinner, I have to go to a liquor store? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, where's the liquor store? And he said, well, it's outside the county limits. Wow. And I was just shocked. It's, and then he looked at me and said, well, where are you from? Like I was from Mars. You know? <laughs> I said, I'm from Seattle where we sell wine in grocery stores. And he said, well, we don't have that. You know, but so that became, so then I had to drive out the liquor store so everything you, there's such a big adjustment remember how i was telling you i was going to write like a little guide for like booze rules for every state that yeah. you should know before you go there like i wish i had known that before i entered mississippi that would have been helpful right well i was having the opposite experience over christmas i was in la and there you can buy hard alcohol in the grocery store at like 11 o'clock yeah. at night so <laughs> i ended up going i went to about three different impromptu get-togethers and each one i brought a bottle of johnny walker black because I was already kind of drunk in the Ralphs and I was like, I want to be a big man. And so, and, and I would always go there and then we'd have like three sips and then I'd leave it and I'd be like, damn, that was a bad move. Cause you can't bring a bottle of a good alcohol into someone's house, open it and then take it with you. Right. 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 That is tacky. I was pretty much trapped, but so I could have used a little more like the Washington state thing. We're like, well, here's what I have. I have some Zima. That's what I could still buy. <laughs> So I would say in terms of being bored that I don't get bored because I have all these little jobs that end up taking way longer than they would ever normally take. And, and then, but I would say that I do strive for structure every day because I'm so afraid of just drifting into nothingness. Yeah. Like I feel like I need to, to matter in some way. Like, so I have all these rules. Like I can't read until I've cleaned the damn top to bottom, including floors. And then I can read a chapter. And then I can't read another chapter until I've taken the dog on a long walk. So I have all these weird structural rules that I have set up to make sure that each day doesn't just become me reading the latest, um, you know, John Grisham in yes. Adirondack outside the Bambi. <laughs> I think it would be interesting to see. We've talked about this on TBTL, you in solitary confinement, because I feel like if you had a bunk like a, a concrete bunk that was just poured out of the wall and that was it and you were in a dark room, you would figure out some kind of system of things you had to do every day in that room. Even if you yes. had nothing, you would somehow figure out a way to create tasks that you would then be stressed about. Yes, I have. <laughs> and I have done that. And I'm doing a lot of writing. And so I have to write like a certain amount every day. And so I've, I've definitely got all these rules and then, but then kind of at five o'clock it's free time. Like I can have a cocktail and I can watch something on Hulu and you know, so I just have to get to five. 
Wow, I, you're still like you're. St- I would be boy oh boy if I, if we traded spots. You just have no idea uh, how how untethered I would become. I would, <laughs> it would be pretty. It would be pretty ridiculous. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you're the one on this trip and not me because no one would ever hear from me again. That's for sure. And this is why I hate camping. Everything that she just said. Oh, you mean because it's so much more difficult? It's. Well, basically what camping is, is you leave your warm house Mm -hmm. and all your things and you go into the woods and basically what you're doing is preparing to eat, eating and cleaning up from eating and then sleeping. Like that's basically what you do. And I don't know if that's because that's the camping experience I've had because I feel that when women camp, that goes on to them. Oh, mm -hmm. that. The, even the planning is like, oh, okay, who's going to bring this? Who's going to bring that? Like if you go in a group and it's just not fun for me. Right. You you get stuck with both the emotional and the physical labor. Exactly. And then then it's like, oh, well, did you want to go fishing or going on, on the rowboat with me? Like, no, I'm no. so tired. <laughs> and you're going to come back and want lunch. <laughs> I just just want a break. That's not a relaxing. That's not relaxing. I don't want to go row a fucking boat. (laughs) I want to go home. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm not into it. I don't think I think the trailer would have been fun in theory, Mm -hmm. um, which they did discover. I think I wonder how long after this clip they sold the Bambi. Oh, I don't know. Because for new listeners, they went on this road trip, they bought this trailer, it was really cute, and halfway through the road trip, they sold it because it was just <laughs> too much. It wouldn't go into the cities, they had to find places to park it, it was just too much. Yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't like to have to drive something that big. No. And, like she said, is clean up. All you're doing is cleaning. Right. Her whole day is cleaning. It's an ordeal to do the laundry. It's <laughs> yep. And they ha- also had a dog. Like everything is, and it's a s- very small space. I do love how, well, Luke remarks on this about how Jen manages to create a structure full of tasks and mm-hmm. things that she has to do. I mean, that would totally be me because I'm a really mm-hmm. routinized person. I would get bored without it. Yeah, exactly. I I would feel very like untethered without having that routine of things to do. Mm -hmm. It sounds really good to be able to like sit and read your book and whatever. But I don't know. I find that as I get older, I like I don't know what to do with myself so much (laughs) anymore. Like I love the idea of being like, I got a four day weekend. But usually by Saturday night, I'm like, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> I don't like to leave the house. I mean, theoretically, there are things to do out in the greater world, <laughs> but I don't want to go out there. That involves a lot of effort. This time of year, right. there's a lot of layering that has to go on before you leave. Right. <laughs> yeah. During the winter, just hibernate like the animals do. Exactly. No need to go out. I love that Jen's example of what a pain all of this is is that she can't get wine at the grocery store (laughs) that that is confusing so i think that if you i think liquor laws and any kind of strange regional laws should be required to be on the state's website (laughs) that's a good idea 
I don't know. Like if you, if there's one that dogs can't like need to have five sets of rabies shots or they need to be, um, quarantined before they come in. Like when you go to Hawaii, like if you move to Hawaii with a pet, it has to be quarantined for, I think a month. Um, mm-hmm. those are laws that should be on their website as you're driving there. Right. Like, Oh, this is Mississippi. We have to stop before we get there to, to get the wine. And they say that ignorance is not a defense (laughs) against breaking the law or whatever. So I could see that. But, you know, it wouldn't have given me a pause at all because they don't sell wine in the grocery store here. I think they have a little bit of beer. There's like a cooler way, way back in the back corner of the store that will have a super small selection of beer. Like if you were just in a hurry and you were in the store and you had to grab grab something. But, yeah, we do have to go to the liquor store here. And... Uh, traditionally, we've had this Sunday liquor law things where, by law, the liquor stores aren't allowed to be open on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Everybody's always trying to change those. I think they're... Did they make some traction on that? I forgot. The liquor store owners do not want to be open on Sunday. I wouldn't either because that would be oh, really? a whole other day that I'd have to pay my staff or come in and work myself. So, uh, question. Are they state-owned? No. Okay. They are privately run. That's what we had. We had state-run liquor stores, which I think is so strange. Yeah, that's odd. I mean, that's all weird prohibition stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. And same thing. It wasn't. They were never open on the whatever federal holidays there were. They weren't Mm -hmm. open on Sundays. So, I mean, on a Saturday, you would see people just like filling their cars you got to get (laughs) in there yeah before like the fourth of july or before holidays just there would be lines out of the door but now i guess we're just heathens here in washington (laughs) i mean we have like legal marijuana you can buy liquor in the grocery store at any time of night i think there's actually a a little period of time when you can't buy liquor i think it's between two and six (laughs) a.m um and they just like after bar close after bar close people can't just keep the train a rolling i guess not um but luke talked about having to go to the liquor store in this because we didn't sell it in the grocery store but that law has changed since right right but then he talked about this time in la (laughs) where they do sell hard alcohol in the grocery store and he bought johnny walker Mm -hmm. black because he was already kind of drunk and so he didn't Mm -hmm. think to buy the cheap liquor and he took it to three different parties so i guess he bought three different bottles of johnny walker and left it in three different places. How is, now see, this is why his credit score is so low, Christy. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not cheap. And no. I I mean, maybe I'm just terrible. Also, I don't drink, so um, but I just have a rule of thumb. If it's beer or wine, you keep it. Like the host gets that. You just you're contributing that to the party. Mm-hmm. But if you're bringing a bottle of hard alcohol, especially an expensive one, you take that home. Mm-hmm. The buyer takes it home. I have absolutely no idea how that works. Someone can change my mind or come at me, but that's that's how I've always done it. And usually I'm the one hosting and giving back the liquor to people. So I, of course, I'm just completely ignorant on all of this. So <laughs> you can tell me anything and I'll believe it. <laughs> well, so we've had this clip about Jen's rules on her road trips. But let's move on to the next clip, which has Luke about to set out on a road trip 
and the rules that he's developed, which are pretty different from Jen's, I have Very to say. Different. <laughs> but um, equally interesting, I think. The, the plan, let me just mention, the plan now is that I'm going to drive across the country. I'm going to stop each day to turn this microphone on, and we will do a show, and then I will continue on my cross-country journey um, experiencing uh, the world. And I have some rules for this, for this trip. Uh, I have to pull off if I see anything interesting advertised. You know, any kind of world's largest ball of twine okay, business, yeah. yep, yep. I got to go. Um, no eating at chain fast food restaurants. Oh. I, that's probably why you would go on a road trip, right? Yeah, that's one of the rare times that I kind of, you know, will just be like, whatever, all the fast food rules are out the door. I'm on a road it's trip. Not, it's not health related. It's because I really want to try to experience local culture wherever I am. I want to get the, you know, the world famous, uh, you know, cherry pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find a diner. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to... I, I want to force myself. It would be it would be all too tempting to just stay on the like I ninety and to just like stay on I ninety, stay in you know um, like you know Holiday Inns and eat at the um, you know Arby's that's next to the Holiday Inn. That would actually be weirdly enough more comfortable for me because mm-hmm. it would just be like I know what I'm getting, mm-hmm. but I don't want that to be what happens on this trip. So the other rule that I made is. I cannot spend more than $75 a night for a motel, hotel, or Airbnb room. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds Which will right. also yeah. force me, number one, if I don't do that, it's going to get really spendy, yeah, no this trip. And number two, um, I do think, like, well, that's part of why I'm in Kendallville. So I went on Airbnb. I was in Cleveland this morning. I went on Airbnb, and I, I was just, it needed to be something that was on the way to my next stop. Which is Madison, Wisconsin. The Madison area is what I'm shooting for tomorrow. Um, and there was this little apartment in Kendallville, Indiana, on Airbnb, and it was available tonight. It's um, I'm more in, into this movie than you are, but the exterior of this apartment is so eerily similar to Corky Sinclair's apartment in the movie Waiting for <gasps> Guffman. It's I can kind bananas. of picture it. It's got stairs on the outside, right? I am like going to send you a picture. Stairs on the outside. Is that I'm right? going to send you a picture right, right now, and you will not be able to tell the difference between this place I'm staying in, Kendallville, uh, Indiana, and and you know what? Actually, this is perfect, Andrew. I'm going to send you this picture. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a very quick break, and then we'll come back and we can. I'll I'll try to wrap this up, but I. I want to talk about the Cleave. I want to talk about um, Kendallville a little bit, and I want to talk about Niagara Falls, um, all things that I've seen. So um, I'm sending this picture, and uh, and let's do this. So I don't know if we have to um, um, fill in for newer listeners that this was – oh, I forgot to say this was in July of 2015, and Luke had been in New York, upstate New York, and Chautauqua, which is like the writer's retreat – place doing, doing a cbs thing i don't remember what it was but um he was gonna fly home and then realized that he lost his passport um i didn't include that in this clip because i am going to do an entire clip show about luke losing his passport <laughs> <laughs> but, but that set up this uh, necessity and because he didn't have his 
passport and there was something about he also didn't have his driver's license or his driver's license was expired or something so he had had lost it yeah he had a devil of a time renting a car Mm -hmm. which is also part of a story for another clip show yes but he finally ended up like getting like a pity rental from one of the places and he's gonna drive from buffalo all the way to seattle i seem to remember him talking about how he called carrie to tell her and she was just like of course of course you lost your passport yep so he's about to embark on this and um i kind of like his rules that he has this is i mean this is totally against the way that i travel right because i said that Mm -hmm. i am so goal focused that i just want to get there and his his theory or his theme here is sort of to enjoy the journey and get to experience the local culture and i can really appreciate that i think that's a good idea i totally agree if you if time is no like no issue right do it Although I do have an issue with the $75 a night. I know that seems very low, doesn't <laughs> it's it? Very low. I mean, you're going to get some real shitholes. Oh my gosh. Go. Oh, I have it <laughs> <laughs> because of that, because of during a, in the middle of a road trip. But um, I would say like 125 mm-hmm. even just the bump up to 100, you're going to get, it's going to be a very different story. <laughs> When I went to um, San Francisco for my brother's wedding, they were actually living in San Mateo, which is like a suburb of San Francisco. And so I wanted to stay one night in San Mateo by them. And then we were all going into the city for for the actual wedding. And my mother paid for the hotel rooms in San Francisco. Nice. So I lucked out for that. But I was going to try and, you know, keep the costs down. And I found one like old style drive-in motel place that was $99 a night in San Mateo. And I'm telling you, it was okay, but I really wasn't thrilled about it. It was just like, you didn't want to touch too much. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't super thrilled about the sheets and the bathroom stalls. The shower stall was kind of gross. So I don't know. It's not going to cost as much when you're driving through middle America as you know, when you're staying in the Bay area, but still $75 seems a little dicey to me. Yes. I would like to know now that he's sober, what mm-hmm. the real story is of the passport. I think we found out that it fell down behind the dresser in his hotel room. Oh. I think that's what it turned out to be. See, I would have been tearing that place apart. <laughs> I think it was probably Luke didn't even notice until after uh, he left to go to the airport. But also you can get on a plane without an ID. Um, and I just think that it was the, the option isn't, well, I guess I lost my passport. Got to get a car and drive all the way to Seattle. Right. Let's <laughs> think of different things. Let's think of different options. Like maybe a train. I think you can get on a train without a, without a passport. <laughs> But if you took the train, you would never see the world's largest ball of twine, which he wasn't going to see anyway, because it's in Darwin, Minnesota. And he, well, he did go to St. Paul, actually, didn't he? Yeah. He drove up to St. Paul and stayed with Steve Nelson that night. So weird. I would never stay with my boss. No. Well, this, I mean, 
I don't it's know. It's Minnesota. About this. Everyone's so nice. <laughs> I'm a little bit leery about this trip. Again, I would be like straight as an arrow home to Seattle if it was me. And that wasn't necessarily his goal. Mm-hmm. But um, he said he started out the day in Cleveland and he drove to Kendallville, Indiana. Was that it? I think so. Um, and then the next day he was going to drive to Madison. Cleveland to Madison is like eight hours max. Oh, I'm not sure why he needs two days to do that. Hmm. How long was the whole road trip? Do we remember? Was it mm. a week? It was like five days, wasn't yeah. it? That's a long time to be with your thoughts. Yep. <laughs> and I get his point about staying in, you know, small places, local local places and eating at local mm-hmm. restaurants. But the fact is that sometimes when you're on the road, you do want to just stay at the Holiday Inn and you do want to eat at the Arby's right. because you're tired and... <laughs> no. You just need it's something familiar. that you, yeah, you need something that you understand and, and you don't have to put so much thought into, you know, I, I really like traveling and I don't get to do it as much as I want to traveling internationally anyway, mm-hmm. but there is something about going to a brand new place and having to make every single decision every time because you don't have anything. You don't have a coffee shop or a, like a drugstore or know the best way to get here to there. It's like you're starting from zero every time. And I think that's why McDonald's is so um, so popular for tourists. Yes. Just to take one decision off your plate. Especially in like inter- traveling internationally. Mm-hmm. I remember we used to go to Mexico all the time and by the third or the fourth day, we're like, we just need something familiar. <laughs> just <laughs> go. And that's usually when we're all inclusive or whatever. So just, we just, I just need an egg McMuffin. That's all I need. <laughs> I mean, when I went to Portugal, I got so overwhelmed by not having kind of any reference point to start with, even though I'd done my research and had tried to, kind of come up with some good ideas and things to do you can't do that for everything and and I didn't really eat for two days because I was so overwhelmed with the amount of options tourist restaurants and non-tourist restaurants and fast casual and all of that stuff I just couldn't do it it was tough oh man I know I actually got really shaky by the end of that so the next time I go somewhere where they don't, where English isn't the language there, I'm going to have to take some steps to make sure that I just don't get too overwhelmed by food decisions. Right. Or at least go to a little grocery store or something. I did do that, in okay. fact. Because you can end. get really sick from mm-hmm. low blood sugar and not eating. Yep. I, I ended up, I found a nice little grocery store and had a couple of meals in and I felt much better. And it all worked out yep. for the best. So let's say one final thing about this clip that I really liked is, is they spend some time talking about the the Airbnb in Kendallville mm-hmm. that he's in and how much the outside stairs look like Corky St. Clair's uh, yeah. apartment in Waiting for Guffman. And mm-hmm. it does. If anybody wants to go back and look, because they did use it for the show pick, it was July 6th of 2015. It looks just like in Waiting for Guffman. And they were like so tickled by that. Luke really loves that movie. Oh my gosh, yes. We just heard him gushing about it this week, Mm -hmm. in fact. So I need to revisit it. I I totally agree with him. 
I mean, I think that's one of the few times when I laughed so hard I thought I might pee my pants. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, I definitely need to revisit that one. I've only seen it once, and it was when it came out. So. Oh, you are definitely due. Maybe I'll try to download it for the cruise. Oh, do it. Yeah. All right. Should we move to the next one? Yeah, this is the long one. There was too much meat on this one to cut it any shorter. <laughs> this one is from uh, March of 2016 when Andrew and Genevieve moved back to Seattle. So the drive was good. You had you had the road dog with you, which um, is actually a cat. Yes. And uh, to you, be were, clear, you were for new listeners. You were you were spinning your CDs, which you were tweeting out, and which I was mm-hmm. uh, retweeting when I saw them. Uh, tell me about the drive. How was it? Uh, the drive went pretty well. Um, so it w- it definitely started off um, with a lot of anxiety, you know, regarding all parties involved, I would say. You know, it was, it's always kind of you have the emotional kind of like it's hard to say goodbye to a neighborhood and a, an apartment. Like, I still think that that is the nicest apartment we'll probably ever have. And it was kind of sad to say goodbye to all of that. But then you're also just trying to figure out the logistics of everything. Genevieve and I keep saying... Um, this move was, do you know the riddle of the, what is it? It's the chicken, the fox, and the bag of grain. Are you familiar with right. that riddle? Yes. You're trying to get across the river, and you can't have uh, two of the elements in the boat uh, at the same time because they'll destroy each other or something. Yes, you have to take them across the river one at a time, but how do you um, how do you do that? Because if you take the chicken over first and then come back and then you take the wolf over or whatever it is, whatever carnivore it is, the wolf will eat the chicken when you're going back to get the, you know, the bag of flour and, and vice versa or the bag of grain or whatever. So we, we um, there is an answer to that riddle, which I, I will let the rest of you look up online. But that's what the whole move was like for us, especially given given the fact that we had these two cats we needed to move as well. So, and again, we didn't want to be staying in kind of an empty apartment without any kind of, um, you know, bedding or anything. So we stayed in a, in a hotel in Koreatown, just a mere blocks from our old apartment on our final night there. And as part uh, of your crime spree, right? As part of our crime spree. Exactly. I know we're definitely, definitely leaving a trail of, of crime behind us. Um, and here, here is the one mistake we made. Our plan was to, um, you know, have the movers come on Friday. They did. They cleared everything out of the house. We were able to, you know, kind of manage the cats. Um, and then by the time the movers left, the only thing that was left in the house were two cats and then some essentials that we needed to pack into our cars. But we didn't want to pack our cars overnight because have you ever, I feel like everybody's got a story where they were getting ready for their big move in the morning. So they're they packed their car up the night before and then um and then uh needless to say somebody comes along and steals everything out of their car the night yes, before yes i have, yes i don't know if that's uh you know if that's happening a lot or if that's just the kind of uh, urban legend or it gets exaggerated by the sort of urban le- uh, urban legend of it all but yes i've heard that story many times and i would describe that as a fear i would have if i was moving i would not put my stuff in the car the night before yes. out of fear of it being stolen all of my radio equipment and everything just sitting on the street in, in Koreatown. As a matter of fact, I know one guy for sure who uh, that definitely did happen to. Uh, well, I know a guy who knows a guy whose yeah. cousin's wife, mm-hmm. I think. Um, anyway, so... And I'm then he woke this... up He woke up, and all of his suitcases were in a 
a bathtub of ice. <laughs> he did. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. And he had a, he had a big scar running from yeah. under his left armpit all the way uh, all the way down to his hip. Um, anyway, so we were pretty proud of ourselves. So we have this plan. We leave the cats overnight with a few of our essentials and my radio equipment in the old apartment. We spend the night at this hotel right down the street, which is kind of a weird hotel, but it's fine. Um, and then the next morning we wake up, we go back to our old apartment. We finish the, the final cleanup, the throwing away the very final things. We load our cars up with all of our essential stuff. We grab our cats. We get them secure in the car. Then we turn in our keys to our old landlord. And then all we have to do is go to the hotel, pick up our overnight bags, my computer, everything I had left at the hotel, and then hit Light the road. Light one flaming bag of dog shit on the porch of your downstairs neighbors who canceled your <laughs> New York Times subscription uh, just it was uh, a, as, a, as a parting shot. It was a flaming bag of New York Times is actually what it was. Um, ooh, could, could that be a show title, A Flaming Bag of New yes. York Times? I'll write um, that down. I feel like there might be a lawsuit in there, but um, to make a long story longer, what happened was everything went perfectly according to plan until I was, let's say, 40 miles north of Los Angeles. No, Yo is really? just starting to calm down, and I realized uh, we never went back to the hotel to pick up our computers and overnight bags and everything that we had in the hotel. So I called Veeves and I was like, you keep heading north with Professor Bananas, the other cat. I will turn around and go back to Koreatown. So that was a pain for obviously a lot of reasons. Number one, you don't want to have to like, after you finally hit the road, you're finally cruising at highway speed. Like things are finally calming down. Seattle, here we come. It's a change of mindset. You've already said your tearful goodbye to the Wiltern as you leave Koreatown for the final right. time. And then you're like, oh, son of a bitch. So not only was it a time issue of having to turn around, go all the way back, check out, pick up the things. But then I'm just like, it felt like I was returning to my, my, like the prodigal son of uh, 30 minutes prior, 40 minutes prior, I had to return to the neighborhood, to the old neighborhood to pick up our stuff and then leave again. The good, I guess the flip side of that was, God, I was so happy to leave that neighborhood by that time because <laughs> what a you, pain You'd already ass. pulled your, you'd already pulled your Drew Barrymore in the movie Mad Love moment where you were driving in the convertible you had your arms up like because <laughs> right because it was That's this exactly. was the beginning of a whole new life for you chris o'donnell was driving and then to have to like get back inside the car turn around and dutifully return to the hotel where your stuff is that is not the cinematic thing you were trying to do on that what was it a friday or a saturday or a sunday you left uh, so let's see the day that we actually hit the road was Saturday morning, Saturday morning. So, um, yeah. Uh, so then instead of being like Drew Barrymore hitting the road, I was more like Charlie Brown, just slumping my way out of that town. <laughs> but, uh, then we stopped in a place called, I can't remember the name of the, um, the name of the town, but something right past the Oregon border. We found a motel, um, Genevieve did several days prior, we found a motel that takes, uh, that lets you bring pets. So we had to stop there for the night. And, was, and were you in Grants Pass? No, it was not Grants Pass. I think it was, I think it might have been, a, I think it might have been pretty far. N Is Grants Pass it, Northern California or, or Southern Oregon? No, that's, that's Oregon. Was it Roseburg? No, I can't. Was it here. Wolf Creek? No, it's. I just want to guess Oregon cities. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it was any of those. Uh, but I could so, tell, tell you. No, don't that. worry about it. But so, so uh, while you were driving, you were listening to CDs, 
you were the cat was clinging to you as i saw in a picture on twitter the cat was just like holding on to the seat for dear life throughout most of the state of california yeah so i the funny thing is like it's hard to say who was more stressed out me or the cat because (laughs) theo i gotta say theo is a bad cat we've talked about it on the show before he does not deal with other humans very well but he's for the most part pretty he's great with me and genevieve like when we're just when everything is calm and we're just hanging around the house like there is not a cat that will love us more he crawls up in our lap and purrs and you know he's he's great um However, in really high-stress situations, in the past when he was a younger cat, he uh, had some freakouts, and he would even kind of freak out on me and Genevieve a little bit. But this time, I don't know if it's because he's pretty old now, he's 15 years old, or if it's because I was just like, I'm just not having it. Like, I'm just going to alpha cat this. Um, you know, when it was time to time to move him, um, we put harnesses on them, not leashes around the neck, but like kind of harnesses that you can attach a, attach a, um, a leash to. Did I say a, not a leash? I meant not a collar around the neck, but a harness around right. the, the body. And you could attach a little leash to it. So I, when it was time to go, Genevieve put on the harness. He was basically fine for that. And I just grabbed him. And I said, we're going, Theo. And I just kind of just kind of held him as tight as I could, like a thunder shirt, like you're swaddling him, right? And I took him out to the car. And my biggest concern was if we opened the door, could he come running out at some point if I stopped for gas? So I looped the leash through the seatbelt so that no matter what, he couldn't get too far away. And, uh, and you know, we started driving, and I felt bad for him because he was really, really stressed out, but he was never trying to, like, kind of lash out at me. He just wanted to – he just wanted to sit on my lap really bad or, like, crawl on my shoulder so I could swaddle him during the drive, but – you know. He just didn't want to hear the band Born Ruffians anymore. <laughs> yeah, man, that's CD number two. Um, anyway, all right, I'll 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 wrap this up. But Theo eventually did call. I was worried that he was going to like kind of freak out and jump on me while I'm trying to change gears on the highway or something like that. But I just kind of kept grabbing him by the scruff of the neck, sitting him down on the seat next to me. And um, he kind of couldn't he couldn't settle into that groove for a while. So what he did was hmm. he crawled onto the console kind of between me and between my seat and the passenger seat, and he just kind of stood slash sat on my coat, which really needs a cleaning right now, and just gripped the back of my seat like he was hugging the seat, like he had, like he was just home from war, and he missed this seat <laughs> so much. He put a paw on either side and dug his claws into the seat over my shoulder, and I, I, I marked the miles. He was that way for two, at least 210 miles, would just wow. had a death grip on this seat. Um, but then eventually he just kind of settled under the seat next to me, and then he started crawling around the boxes in the back a little bit and found a couple of different perches. But I got to say, he was stressed out the whole time, but he was so well-behaved, and I'm so glad— when I was first leaving L.A. and I was like, this cat's going to jump on me in any second and I'm going to crash into another car and it's going to be really <laughs> bad. I was like, I, I need to just pull over and put him in the cage. But in, after the long run, I'm really glad I didn't because it was a really stressful move for him. He did settle down and I just think putting him in a cage would have added to that stress even more. Okay, Anne, I have so many thoughts about this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you go first. How on earth... Did they forget to go back and get their stuff from the hotel? Right? How could you forget that? I mean, I know it's busy and they had movers and they had all this stuff and they had to deal with the cats and whatever, but I would never forget to go back and check out of the hotel. Yeah, so they just didn't check out? I mean, when you're leaving a hotel, you know you brought things in it. Take those things back with you. 
I'm sure that it was like they wanted to get to the cats and they wanted to do all that kind of stuff and they had a lot of cleaning to do and who knows what time they actually left but oh my gosh that would be the worst feeling maybe Genevieve thought Andrew was going to the hotel and Andrew thought Genevieve was going to the hotel it didn't sort of seem that way from the way he described it but I can't they must have been so stressed out it's just amazing that they forgot that yeah and I don't know I don't remember but it could have been that they had to be back in Seattle for her to start the job right away so there was a time time crunch on it and moving into the new thing and also just traveling with pets or kids that's going to Mm -hmm. add that much more stress onto it but the I'm sure that he just felt like oh god and (laughs) if it wasn't his computer and like all his work stuff I think he might have weighed out like maybe I'm just leaving it right well I mean he said that they were like 40 minutes or 40 miles out of LA and I don't know, that had to be like close to an hour that they were out of the city. That's like at least two hours lost in time. Oh, at least because he probably was driving back into L.A. during mm-hmm. traffic. Oh, I would and I feel bad. He already had so much stress and depression around driving and sitting in traffic. Mm-hmm. So it probably was good, as he said, like good to by the time he left, he just wanted out of that neighborhood. But it probably was <laughs> A good last, like, okay, L.A., I get it. (laughs) (laughs) He's so nostalgic, though. He got so sad about leaving that apartment and leaving that, uh, leaving that neighborhood. That wasn't, that wasn't the place with the super bad landlord, was it? That was the place that had the loud kids that were, like, playing down in the... And the smoking, when he would smoke on the deck. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I don't think he told too many positive things. Like, remember how the air was so bad that their fancy chair got ruined? Yeah. <laughs> and they and Luke, I don't I think I left this in where Luke just mentioned about the downstairs neighbor that canceled his New York oh, Times yeah. subscription <laughs> because right. it kept getting misdelivered downstairs right. and so the guy just canceled it. Oh, that was like that. a week of content. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I think he said that they liked the apartment because it was nice and big. Mm -hmm. So because they insist on living in a city, like in the city, which is fine. People like that. They're always going to have expensive, small places to live. Yeah, kind of older Mm -hmm. and, you know, full of character. Full of gunk in the sink, you know, Mm -hmm. the usual. Yeah, my sister-in-law and her sister, when they were living in San Francisco before she and my brother got married, they wanted to live in one of those classic, like, Victorian shotgun houses. And like full I house? stayed with, I mean, it, it was fine, but it was just kind of dingy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you could say I had the experience, but it wasn't honestly that comfortable. Yeah. And now you know you n- don't have to live in, a, in uh, San Francisco. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of the city in San Francisco is pretty dingy. Yeah. Uh, that's how I discovered that I don't ever want... I had dreams of living in New York City. And I went to a friend's house that was paying $3,000 a month for 800 square feet. And I oh, could yeah. touch the ceiling. <laughs> um, and I was like, nope. <laughs> that dream is gone. <laughs> I, when you balance the experience versus 
the comfort, <laughs> the comfort wins yeah. for me. <laughs> right. I'm happy in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk about, I mean, I think the most important part of this clip, which is Theo. Oh. And I understand. I mean, Theo's their little monster cat and yeah. Andrew loves him desperately. And I've said before, I think it's because he feels like a kindred spirit. Yes. Like he can see Grumpy old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They both don't want people around them. Right. They're scared of the outside. And also they're just grumpy and old. <laughs> and and I can respect that Andrew knew how stressful this trip would be for Theo. And mm. he was trying to minimize that stress. But having him loose in the car, I mean, oh, harness, harness aside, I, I think was a terrible idea. Oh my gosh. And how does he know it, it's less stressful to be in the carrier? I don't know about cats, but mm -hmm. I know dogs, it calms them down. So would it have made it worse? Why didn't they drug the cats? Oh, the, that's the a vet thought. will give you something to drug them. I mean, just the way that he described Theo, <laughs> like with a death grip on Andrew's seat, sitting uh -huh. on his coat for that could have been 210 his miles. I can't imagine that being in the carrier would have been more stressful oh my gosh I mean what if he had jumped like onto the ground mm -hmm. and like hit the brake like you never know with cats and or jumped on his face mm -hmm. oh my gosh or like injured him while he's driving and like I don't know I don't like this I want to go no. back in time and tell him not to do this. <laughs> well, and he said harness, but it seemed like it was a harness with a really long leash. If Theo was able right. to like sit on the front seat and then get in the back seat and crawl around in the boxes. I mean, he could really get hurt. Yes. If yeah. If they happened. had stopped short, that cat would have flew through the car. Mm -hmm. It's very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I've never had a cat, so I'm not in any position to, <laughs> to criticize Andrew. And I've never had a cat like Theo, who is, I mean, we all know Theo is just a special case. And I think it says, it speaks very well of Andrew for like loving him. And, but um, boy, I would not have <laughs> made those decisions. Yeah. I think Genevieve had the right idea to take Professor Bananas. Mm -hmm. Well, but he came through it okay. So he still is ornery and cranky as ever yep still around still kicking didn't he say recently that it's 20 years old or am i, I just don't think that? he's 20 but he's approaching he's probably like 17 or 18 yeah because they got it they got him when they first started dating so uh -huh. i don't remember when that was i'm gonna say right here now on the episode after theo dies like i can't listen to it Oh. Because I can't, I can't listen to Andrew talk about it because he's going to be so sad. Yeah. Remember when Theo was missing? That was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then people were being so shitty to him. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have allowed him to get outside. <laughs> yeah. We didn't allow it. Okay. <laughs> and we're just as scared as you are. Everybody always thinks they know best. I'm just coming on a podcast and saying that his decisions were wrong in this case. Yeah. When Rudy dies and when Professor Bananas dies, those are both oh. going to be too much to handle. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know that Olive is just going to disappear one day. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's inevitable. Yeah. I'm sorry, Olive lovers, but 
You guys know that's what's going to happen. Yes. She's going to get eaten by a coyote or something. Or try to fight one. Mm, that's true. That's what happens to outdoor cats. Yep. Well, she'll die the way she lived, I guess, being <laughs> exactly. free. It's <laughs> what you gotta, I guess you have to make peace with that. I guess so. <laughs> All right. Anything else about this clip? Sounds like a terrible, terrible road trip. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't want to do it alone. No. Any of these no. road trips. I know that they had phones and stuff, but they should have gotten like um, CB radios. That would be yes. more fun. Yes. Now I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeremy would be in the, to that too. Oh my gosh. He used to be a ham radio operator. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> he talked to astronauts before. Oh my gosh. Like on the space station. Wow. Oh, Jerry. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to do this alone. I wouldn't want to do it with old timey CDs. I would want to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the only place I ever listen to music is in the car. Mm -hmm. So I can do it for a while. But I mean, you know, I'm old school. I have a tape deck in my car. But yes. so I would be switching CDs. Um, I tried, I was driving to work yesterday and I was trying to sing along with something and I couldn't do it because my voice is too bad and it made me too angry and I had to stop because Aww. I can't not sing along with the music. <laughs> I I have to. And so I was like croaking, croaking, croaking. And I was like, no, it's podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on into a little bit of housekeeping? Yes. Um, if you are in the market for a little TBTL merchandise, you can check out our merch store. Uh, some TBTL stuff. That raw t-shirt and hoodie is still super cute. Mm -hmm. Some LRB stuff. We really do have to get an It's Fine TM I know. something in there, Christy. we got to buckle down and talk about this because it's too good to not have. Well, what's really funny is that, I mean, maybe it's not funny to anyone else, but for some reason, Jeremy thought that his person he had to buy for secret santa was hillary and so we had started designing an it's fine tm shirt oh. <laughs> because that's what he was going to give her a either a mug or a shirt um with that so um yeah we've been thinking about it i think Good. that that's that's great we'll get on that next time we have our like quarterly meeting or something mm -hmm. <laughs> our quarterly meeting that happens like once every eight months we just need a designer to do it yep so we do. if you can do that people get at us yeah uh the archive project continues i'm ready i'm moving on 52 weeks here i come oh my gosh uh if you'd like to get in on the action listen to some old tbtl some either really old ones or there's some uh, newer ones now that we need to get in the old archive you can just send an email to us and let christy know that you're willing to help and she'll get you she'll get you um she'll get you the warm the welcome packet and the instructions mm -hmm. and you'll be good to go maybe we should make it if you as soon as you archive 10 weeks you're invited to the cheese party Ooh, <laughs> we'll have to hammer out that <laughs> exclusive party <laughs> yes <laughs> 
Um, we have an Amazon affiliate link. If you do any of your shopping on Amazon, I don't know if you do or not. I mean, who who can tell? <laughs> yeah. um, if you would go through littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon, just make that your bookmark. That'll take you straight to amazon.com and they will kick a few pennies of your purchase our way. And that really adds up for us. It's so great. And that means that we don't have to kick in as much of our own cash to keep this little dog and pony show running. That would be awesome. Um, if you want to get involved with the show, um, go to littleredbandwagon.com or throw your phone. Keep those coming. They're my favorite. Throw, and mm-hmm. also just for people, it's throw your phone or hug your phone. Yes. Beca- I mean, go to throwyourphone.com to submit it. But we get lots of, of um, heartwarming hug your phones as well. It was really funny when we first came up with throw your phone and Jeremy bought the domain name Mm -hmm. and then we came up with uh, the concept of hug your phone Jeremy was like do I have to buy that too (laughs) we were like no 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 we'll just use throw your phone for both of them yeah (laughs) Um, we're on Facebook on our our side and some of us are on the Stens page Um. (laughs) hey Christy do you know they're hiring a hot dogger the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile needs a new driver that's been posted no four or five idea. times. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. None of us really tweet. Um, you can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And why don't you try to hit us up with clip show ideas that you would like to hear? Sure. Um, and or send us a text or a voicemail at 802 802- Four three two eight two eight five, and I guess with that, I'll take us out. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, this is the next party, and we love you, Jen, and bon voyage, Christy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>